Hello, and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show mm-hmm. a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello, and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and we are absolutely thrilled to have Rebecca Jinchak with us today. Um, Rebecca is a new adult romance author, a Midwest native transplanted to the desert. She likes being outdoors, drinking on patios, which, same, um, and singing in the shower when she isn't writing books about hot guys and the girls who love them. Rebecca has written over 20 books, including the upcoming Tempting the Player and In Your Wildest Dreams. Rebecca, thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're so happy you're super pumped. I read the Wildcat series like back at the beginning of the year. And I, it's actually around the time we started the podcast. And we always do kind of like what are reading. And I was raving about it. And I was like, Rachel, you have to read it. It's so good. Love it so much. Um, I felt like every book, I just like fell in love with that group more. And that's kind of how I discovered all of your books. Book talk. I know. Once you, if you, when, if people listening, if you listen to the first couple episodes of the podcast, you have heard much about Rebecca Jinshak because yes. we talked about the Wildcat series frequently on those first couple yes, episodes. Yes, as I was going on my journey through your books. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. And then I was like, oh, there's a fourth one coming out. And I'm like, in January. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was like March when I read them. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so far away. So far I'm away. I'm so excited. So far away. But then I realized you had so many other books and I was like, it's fine. I'm good. <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be good. I got stuff to entertain me with. Um, so as we told you, we start with our one in five star moments of the week. So Rachel, would you like to start? I would love to start. So uh, we, I was talking about this before we started recording uh, my, and y'all have heard me talk about this on the podcast because it's been like the saga of my daughter's tonsils coming out and having to wake up every three hours to give her meds and it's been terrible. Um, But last night I slept pretty much all through the night. Now I did go to bed very late because I was up reading, but uh, once we gave her that like middle of the night medicine, she slept until morning. So this is like the most sleep. I'm like, I feel great. I feel energized. (laughs) I feel good to go. It's like the first time your newborn sleeps for like four or five yes. hours and you're like, like, what is life? What is this? And you wake up and you're like, is everybody alive? Uh, and so I feel really good about life this morning because I slept, um, which was so nice. So, um, and then I, okay. I'm like, I was talking this morning for my one star. I was talking to my husband. I was like, I need you to give me a one star moment <laughs> from my week. And he was like, I mean, do you have to have a one star? And I'm like, okay. So like so far today, I mean, it is, not even noon yet, but so far today I have no one star. So I'm just living my best life over here. I wish I could say the same. Um, my one star <laughs> is the opposite of Rachel's five star. I've had no sleep this week um, for a multitude of reasons, mostly due to my children getting up early and also my uh, need to finish books, which I will stay up until 12 or 1 and read a book if, I, if especially if I'm like 85 percent in and I'm like yeah. I can't just stop so reading close. it I mean I gotta get there um so I'm just tired and it's gonna be like a three coffee day for sure usually I only have two 
Um, and then my five star is that tonight I am hosting a girls' housewarming party, which Rachel can't come to, but it's fine. Um, I'm no, hosting I'm really a. We moved into our new house a couple months ago, and I'm finally just having like my best girlfriends over to have like champagne and wine and cheese and desserts and just like chit chat and hang out with them. Um, and I haven't. Most of our kids like go to school together, so I'll see them at school drop off. But school's been out for a while, so I just feel like I haven't really seen anybody in a few weeks. Um, so I'm excited to do that. What about you, Rebecca? I really want you to get oh. one. Of, like, I really want you to like saber a champagne bottle. I that is mm. I. I'm not even good at opening them like normal people. Okay, <laughs> so like I feel like you're just asking okay, a lot of me when like I love. Okay, so one of my favorite sounds in the world, as crazy as it sounds, is the sound of champagne popping. I love that sound. I just think it is like oh, the yeah. happiest, most joyful sound. But I hate opening champagne myself. I'm like yeah, I want to be near it, thing. but I don't want to do it. I'm going to let yeah. someone else do it in case it like explodes everywhere, but I like to hear it. <laughs> okay. No sabering at Neely's party. No, no, no. Okay. Rebecca, what about you? Um, my one and five star, I think are the same thing. I, um, have been editing this week and I'm done, which is amazing, but, and, and I actually like editing. I know some authors don't, but it is painful. Like, even if you love it, it's, painful because it's like you give your book to someone and they tell you all the things Mm -hmm. that they didn't like about it in nicer words than that usually but (laughs) we love you but here's all the stuff wrong with your book yeah Yeah. like okay Okay. what book are you editing right now uh tempting the player so okay the one that comes out in september i and finishing edits for that. And this is kind of like the last round where I'll make big changes. And then mm-hmm. it goes to people who make sure, you know, that there's aren't typos or grammar things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. That would not be my strong suit. My husband actually reads my blog posts every night for that reason. Because I'm like, <laughs> I will write it. You just make sure that I don't have like a glaring grammar editor edit. Although the other day he was like, have you ever tried to write a blog post in chat GPT? I'm like, I'm not doing that. Okay. Like (laughs) I am not, I know that like, this is a thing that people probably do now, but like that feels icky to me. Like it just would feel so icky and I just can't do that. Um, Sorry, I've had a blog for 14 years that I write and that's like my full-time job. And so that's her writing. writing. That's my writing. (laughs) That's um, yeah. 500 words at a time is about what I can handle. (laughs) So I had so my so just because we talked about chat GPT and because we like to get off on tangents. Uh, one time my husband texted me and he was like, I have a surprise for you tonight. And like this could go many ways. <laughs> um, and like very like I and so I was like Did he write you okay, a story via chat GPT? Yes. So he put in <laughs> our names and he told Chat GPT, he was like, write the first chapter of a romance novel using these names. And then he read it to me. It was actually super sweet. <laughs> Andrew wrote me, Andrew sent me like poems that Chat GPT, like he'll put like things that I like in it and have it like write a poem. And I think it is like the funniest thing. But when he gave me my Mother's Day card, so we won't buy like physical cards for each other anymore because like they're like $10 a piece. And I yeah. have always said um, for our first Valentine's Day together, he made me a scrapbook. We'd been dating two months, mind you. Um, oh. It was aggressive um, in a good way. But I was like, you really, <laughs> you set yourself up to like, you set the bar like a little too high. And I'm like, now you, for 11 years, he's had to like live up to that. But yeah, we don't buy physical cards. So we always like, we'll type each other a letter or like make something. 
And so when he gave me my Mothership card, I was like, is this from ChatGPT? <laughs> I'm not. telling you, chat like people dating right now, it, like men who are not listening to this, if you are dating right now, ChatGPT just like handed you romance on a silver platter. So like yeah. take it. And you don't do even have to like will. do anything anymore. You can you could have probably have ChatGPT write a dating profile for you at this point and like Pro- put literally even. zero effort into your life. Have it text things yeah. for you. Like write me a <laughs> Write me a sexy intro text for my new date that I'm, I mean, I don't know. I could, I would. I bet you could. I couldn't imagine dating in the now. No, I just, nothing about it sounds great. Um, Yeah. I'll have my babysitters that are like seniors in high school and college, like tell me stories. And I'm like, no, 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 it sounds terrible. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to live that life. What are you reading, Neely? Um, oh, okay. So after I went on an emotional roller coaster last night, uh, this morning, <laughs> I, during my workout, because I will sometimes do Peloton. Well, I do Peloton every day, but sometimes if I'm too tired to like, I'll just do it, but I'll read on it. So I'm like, I'm moving my body. I'm doing something, but I'm like not doing a lot of effort. And I started reading, um, Runaway Love by Melanie Harlow. And I haven't read any of her books. I don't think. Um, but this is like, a girl finds out and it's like the first page of the book that her fiance is cheating on her, like on their wedding day, she finds out. And so she leaves and she ends up going to work for a hot single dad. And I just like, I know guys, it's a vibe. I like, I like a hot single dad story. Like they just really do it for me with the nanny. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about (laughs) it. And, it. And it's just really like what I needed after a really like sad storyline I was like I need like a fluffy just I need some smut where I don't have to like think too hard okay so I need some opinions from people on like listening do we like the hot dad because we're older and we have kids (laughs) like is that what or do like young single people with no kids not necessarily single but like I like all of it people who don't have kids don't do they like the hot dad too, or are we just attracted to a dad because we like see a dad, like a dad? I don't know. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to really think about that. I've only read one other like nanny book. It was Heartless by Elsie Silver, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I guess because like maybe the dads aren't like that old. I mean, we're not talking about like 48 year old dads. We're talking no. about like 31 year old dads, like at yeah. the most, who like. Yeah. <laughs> have like a four-year-old like you know what I mean so it's not yeah. although at the same time I'm like 31 and a four-year-old that was not my journey um my, that was your me. journey that was not my <laughs> journey um but like when I think about the fact that my dad was 29 when I was born I'm like really like that's a choice that's what I think I mean my dad's still not responsible enough like, for that yeah, we won't even leave. We won't even leave our kids with my dad. He's not listening. Um, but, <laughs> Listen, uh, I was 25 when I had Lainey, and I w- and I was definitely not responsible enough for that. But here we are, six years later. Everyone's alive. So. Everyone's still alive. It's fine. Um, yeah. but that's a really good point. I almost wonder if we should put that as a poll because I'm like, we I should. would be really interested in people's thoughts on that if they're into the single dad. Because I also yeah. wonder if it's why like much younger people are not into the accidental pregnancy trope. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Because they're and just we like so a poll far about that on Instagram. Well, it was yesterday. almost like not even a fair poll because I mean, what was the other? I topic know. I gave it was like childhood friends or whatever. I was like, but we, I was like, oh yeah, childhood friends to lovers, accidental pregnancy. Can't imagine what people. But will accidental choose. pregnancy didn't even get that many votes, and we got messages that were like, accidental pregnancy is too high. I'm like, it's like 15 percent. Like 15 percent of people are allowed to like accidental I love pregnancy. But in the poll, I also put girl falls first or guy falls first and like 100% of people put guy falls first because apparently nobody wants to read it where like the girl is lovesick I find I found that really interesting it is Um, interesting that that's just like not attractive to people if she is the one who falls first it's interesting though because like if I had to choose I definitely choose guy falls first but then like we just read rewrite our story um by Kat Singleton and she it's definitely girl falls first for mm-hmm. that one and I loved it and so like I think I like girls it's not that I don't like girl falls first but if I had to choose I would definitely choose guy falls first I think it's really common like Rebecca do you feel like it's more commonly read and written to have the guy fall first yeah, I think there's something really appealing to us as readers that because probably in our meet, own lives we fall. Yeah, when, well, when you meet somebody that they know right away that you're the person for them, which is like not super realistic, but I think there's something about yeah. that. At least for me, it's like when I when I have a meet cute for a couple, I'm like, I want him to be like, dang. <laughs> Girl, like I just, yeah, I just finished Wildcat, and we're going to talk more about Wildcat and in your books, but uh, but that was very much like Leo and Wildcat as he like meets her and he's like Dream Girl, and like that's what we, that's what we want. She's like, I'm all right. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she's like, like, I'm good. "Mm." But (laughs) well, I we'll talk about this when we talk about Wildcat. But I I told Rachel, like, and we collectively agree that like one of the funniest things in that book is how. She thinks it's his parents' house at the beginning. Because, <laughs> like, she thinks... <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> right? She's okay. Just, you know, <laughs> I just love that so much. That made me... I felt okay. that to be, like, so realistic. All right, we'll get there. Um, yeah, yeah, we will get there. You, okay, so I read... I just finished... Um, well, I finished several books this week. Uh, but the one that we'll talk about on today's podcast is Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young. And it comes out July 11th. I don't remember when this podcast is airing. This episode is airing, it's so I don't know if week. it's before that or after that. It's a week from Tuesday. It's okay, like great. So after change. it'll it'll come out after this uh, episode airs. But I highly, highly recommend it. We'll ha- have Hannah on the podcast. She'll be on um, mid July, and uh, this book was fantastic. It was about um, it is an accidental pregnancy. We were just talking about that. So like, if you have feelings about that, fine. I I think I like it if it's done well. We were kind of talking about this. We'll talk more about it. Uh, you'll hear more us more of us talking about it with Hannah, but I think accidental pregnancies when they happen like at the beginning of the book and it's kind of part of the plot, I'm, I'm much happier with. I agree. Like, I agree. We're in the third act and then there's an accidental pregnancy and I'm just like, like <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Uh, obviously it's accidental. So that's how it happens. But uh, <laughs> I love this book. It is two people. They like have, it's a one night stand. They've never met their friends. They're in like some kind of, similar friend groups, but, um, they both have limb differences. Um, and she just handles the, so there's like some heavier topics and I don't love heavy topics in my romance books, but she handles it really, really well. Very realistic, um, handles with 
uh, handles things with a lot of care, but then also a lot of humor. And so mm-hmm. I just loved that book, raved about it um, when I talked with when we talked with her about it, and will continue raving about it. So that was what my recent read is. Uh, what about you, Rebecca? What's a recent read you've you've read? I am working my way through the Selection series. It's about YA fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. I had never read it. And I I just love those covers. And I was in Barnes & Noble with my uh, daughter last week. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to. And now I am. Is this the one? And I think we talked about it before. Is this the one that's like like a royal bachelor situation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. If somebody had just told me that. Like, I, like, I would have read it a long else. time ago. I would have already read it, yes. Are you a Bachelor they fan? They are so good. I was. I was a Bachelor I fan, too. Anymore. I don't either. I do like Paradise just for, like, mindless. I do, I too. I want to just, like, yeah. not think. But um, Andrew and I used to be really into The Bachelor for, like, a Bachelor, Bachelor. We watched all of them for, like, several years. And it was a couple years ago, maybe after Colton, that we were like, mm-hmm. all right. And kind of over this now. Um, when they might picked watched- Zach to be the Bachelor, which he was like the one of the most one of the more recent ones, but when they picked him, I was like, I kind of got mad. I was like, another white dude. Like, I just yeah. don't. Yeah. And he was super boring. And there was a lot of other more way more interesting guys on that season. And so I like boycotted it and stopped watching. And I haven't watched since then. But I used to be a religious Bachelor. I I started watching The Bachelor so like Trista like uh-huh. old school bachelor it was my freshman year of college and we were we didn't like really have like cable in our rooms um because I'm 100 but uh we had like our common room and so we'd all meet in the common room every week and watch the bachelor and the bachelorette and it was just like like when I think of it I think of like that time in my life of being like in college like and you think it's so like yeah. exciting and now they're so young that I'm like why are you trying to get married? You're 22 years old. Like, <laughs> calm down. No offense, Rachel. Um, but you know what I mean? No it's offense, like Rachel, girls, who's married at 22. But and it's also, like, I feel like the problem is you know they're going on there for the Instagram clout now. So it's, like, not yeah. even enjoyable because I'm, like, I don't even believe that any of you care. Like, it's just, it's gotten so hard to watch for those reasons that, like, I mean, granted, I watch Bravo. So, like. Really? Like, who am I to judge have high, trying high to get standards Instagram? For <laughs> no, my TV watching is, like, so lowbrow. Like, I I mean, I do like my serious shows. I watch Yellow Jackets on Showtime, which is, like, a ridiculously serious show. Yeah. And I love Succession, which just ended. But, okay. like, in general, I watch crap. But I need to know, Rebecca, how far into the series are you? Have you just done the first one? I'm on the second one? book. You're on the second book. Okay. I, yeah. like binged those uh when that was those were like one of the first series that kind of got me back into reading uh I think I was on I think I was on maternity leave with my second when I read those they're so good I still think about those like one of those series that I'm like I I've heard really I I need to reread it I haven't read them but I've heard I've heard really good things yeah very good you would like them Neely I do. I mean, you tell me very less. I need I need to know nothing as long as you tell me that it's kind of like The Bachelor. I'm like, okay, well, okay. I'll read that. And it really um, it feels that way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. I love anything that's, like, so far removed from reality because I'm like, yeah. I mean, I like – like, I do like my smut where I feel like, oh, that could happen um, more so. But I do like stuff that's yeah. just, like, ridiculously far removed from reality. So, yeah. 
but I'm not, not a fantasy. big I don't like I'm not a fan, <laughs> I, but I do like I don't want to say no fantasy because I love Harry Potter I love the Hunger Games like that kind of fantasy it's the romance where I'm like I'm I'm just like not into your what is it your like alien smut or whatever it is that you <laughs> I would not call Ice Planet Barbarians romanticy I wouldn't call it that okay <laughs> but but I do it's like it's like a, a, a paranormal I, I, no not it's paranormal. not gonna happen it's like alien me. alien smut and then romanticy totally different totally different uh, no okay anyways Rebecca, <laughs> tell us tell us about yourself tell us where you're from and how you got into writing and tell us your story <laughs> okay the abridged version <laughs> like you know you don't have to be like, i was born on a cold play. winter's night yeah yeah <laughs> Um, well, I grew up in the Midwest in Missouri, um, small town, um, in rural Missouri. Um, I was a big reader and writer, like from a pretty early age, I was one of those people who like knew that that was something I wanted to do. Um, I went to college and got, I went to an engineering college and got an English degree. Um, (laughs) so I met my husband there. He's an engineer. My husband's also an engineer. Oh, nice. Um, is not. And I worked for a bunch of, so here was the thing. It was like, I always knew I wanted to write a book, but I didn't think of it as like a career. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't, indie publishing wasn't like a big thing yet. And um, so I took jobs doing technical writing, which is basically like, you know, the help manuals you get for things. Mm -hmm. Like somebody writes those, that somebody was me for a while. Um, So I wrote a bunch of, I, I did a bunch of like writing still writing and editing, but that way. And I was always kind of like, I'm going to write a book. Eventually I'm going to write a book. Eventually I wanted to be the next Judy Bloom. I wanted to write middle grade. And like, I love Judy, Judy Bloom so much. Um, have you seen, are you there? Like, God, it's me, Margaret. I have not yet. Um, it's on my, it's so I, I've been editing and writing. It's on yeah, my list. I know, but Vacation like, if you need to, tomorrow. if you need to treat yourself to like just a delightful hug, it is that. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite book of hers. Oh, God. First or second favorite of hers. So I'm really excited to see it. Animal Forever Nervous, is but... my favorite. We've so the one that it. I super liked of hers um, is the Just As Long As We're Together, which is not as <gasps> I popular. I loved those books but, like, so much. I, read, I have a copy. I reread it like almost every year. It's just, I have like, reread that book and... so many times. I cannot wait to read them with Charlotte. Now like, I need I, to read it. Rachel, what the... I, I need to like, read it. I'm like, feel very left out right now. Judy Bloom just really tapped into something with like 12 year old. She just like gets yeah. that. I couldn't even awkward. tell you what it's about, except for three friends like trying it's to figure out how to be group. friends. And there's two books, Aww. I think. Aren't there two books? Yeah. It's just as long as we're well, together. Rachel has her own book after. Yeah. 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 God, they're just good. Yeah. Definitely pick it up to read. Like, it's just a good little. And there's Rachel. So there you yeah. Go. Uh-huh. And so now I have to read it. Thanks. Yeah. So anyway, I, I thought I wanted to write middle grade. And so um, occasionally I would sit down and try and like plot out a book or do whatever. And I just, I was never getting anywhere. I was a huge romance reader. I always had been from like a pretty young age. Um, and so finally I just like sat down and I was like, I'm going to write whatever I want to write. And it was romance. And Um, It took me, I don't know, like three or four years of like kind of picking it up and putting it down. Um, 
And then I finally got to this point where I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And so I wrote my first book and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it, but I knew I wanted to try and publish it. So, um, yeah, I put it out on submission and I ended up, um, I didn't really understand all the ins and outs at the time, but, uh, Rachel Van Dyken had a publishing company and which that ended up being super because she does so much indie stuff that like I was able to publish that book and also learn how to do it myself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how I got here. I love that so much. And so what drew you into, so you obviously made the move from like middle grade into romance is like what, where you ended up, what drew you into writing sports romance specifically? Well, I, I'll be honest. I didn't really know it was a thing and maybe it's because it's like exploded, like, you know, I also recently. didn't know it was a thing, nor did I know it was yeah. a thing. I like, didn't know. Right. And I'm not sure that I would have gravitated towards it. Like I was a very sporty kid. I played a lot of sports. I wasn't super good at them, but I, I, I you know, I, I grew up in a small town, like everybody that is played also all the my, sports. my life struggle. <laughs> my is very yeah. relatable. <laughs> not good at them. Just played them. Yeah. <laughs> so Those actually what it was that finally um, made me write, decide to write a sports romance was I read Kennedy Ryan's. Um, That's like a very series. popular um, when we've yeah. asked authors kind of like what authors they look up to or like what drove them. We get that answer a lot um, of Kennedy. Yeah, Ryan's there books. was just something. I mean, obviously I haven't that read book, them. I clearly need to. Yeah, I know I need to. That book is nothing like what I write. I mean, she's so emotional and so like heavy, you know, like her, she's, just amazing. Um, but I was like, how can I take like this idea of writing? Cause basketball is what I know best. And she, mm. you know, so I was like, how can I do this in my way? Um, and I had just written an age gap book before that. So my first three books are like all over the place. I had no idea what I wanted to write. Um, and I had just written a college girl with an older guy. And I was like, there was something about the college feel that I was like, this is, mm-hmm. this was kind of fun. Um, so then I decided to try to write a college basketball player and I loved it. And then, yeah, that's <laughs> how does your family, accident, but it makes sense for me now. How does your family feel about like the spicy aspect of your books? You, I mean, so my family, they were all big readers. I mean, that was even my dad, like was, was always reading and stuff when I was a kid. Um, and they read romance. So it wasn't really like, I never thought really anything of it. And I knew that they wouldn't be like ashamed or embarrassed mm-hmm. or whatever. But I did send my very first book to my dad and my sister to read when I finished it. And I was like, so proud. And then like two days later, I was like, oh my God, my dad is going to read like about like blowjobs. And like, <laughs> oh no, what have I done? It's um, funny. My mom tells my so mom amazing. will frequently tell people about this podcast. And I'm like, do you even know what we're talking about on this? Like, who are you telling? <laughs> because like, I don't, I don't think my mom's like listened to much. I think she's like tried to, like my mom is like yeah. very supportive and like, like wants to, but I, she's not reading these kind of books. So like, she's I feel just, like if, yeah. if it's not your vibe, like, I don't know what you do. Like my girlfriend listened to it for the first time last night. And today she sent me a Marco Polo which is this app, like um, kind of like a texting app Video. people for yeah. people who don't know about Marco Polo. Um, yeah. how I <laughs> Marco Polo single-handedly got me through the pandemic, but um, she go. was like, what is it about hockey romance? She's like, I'm not, she's not a big reader. She's like, I'm not understanding 
why you guys are so into hockey romance. And I'm like, you, you need to just read, like, I'm read like, have one you read it? And yeah. you'll get it. Because, like, if you haven't read them, like, it probably sounds, like, really out of left field to people if you're not, like, if you're just, like, a girl who, like, especially really watch like, a lot of sports, doesn't play sports, if you're just, like, by the way, I love sports romances, and people are, like, what? Like, yeah. Well, and we've have- talked to a lot about, like, being in Texas and liking hockey romance, because, like, we, the Stars actually did really well this year, but, like, like, they were in the, they were in the like Stanley like a- Cup, Rachel. <laughs> or, wait, no, were yeah. they? But typically, they're not, like, like we're not, wait, like, we're a hockey. Not the Stanley Cup, Sorry. There's not a lot of hockey culture that play out No, we're big, this, but, like, big football place. Here. Big, yeah. big football. Okay, energy. Rebecca, how do your like? What about your kids? Do they know like what you write? Do they care? Like your daughter's thirteen now. Is that what you said? So like that could do be the hold on. My question: Do like the PTA parents know? Oh, I love so that. yes, um, yes, and yes to all these things. Uh, <laughs> most of my daughters mom daughter's friends moms and that group no and some of them have read it and like the early like they've read the early stuff which i'm always like oh could you go, like read something more You're recent like, can you like, read? You know. it's like um, read read wildcat <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like, something that's like you know but they they were pretty great about it i mean i'm sure there was like i have to feel that like somebody was like did you know that which yeah. you know like i'm sure there was some of that but never to my face um, my daughter is so proud um, and that. she's like, as she's getting a little older, she wants to read it. And I'm like, eh, you know, like, you don't maybe like when you're 16. Yeah. Yeah. But even then I think she's going to be like, my mom wrote this. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, let me, rec- let me give you some recommendations that are not mine. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> the first time I watched Sex in the City, I don't know. I know Rachel and I have talked about it. Rebecca. I don't know if you were ever a Sex in the City watcher. My mom introduced me to it and had me watch <laughs> the episode where Samantha dates the guy with the funky tasting spunk. I was 16 and I was like, what the damn hell mom? Like I was oh like, my I, God. and my oh mom and I have always been super close. Like we always like talk about sex. Like we had a very like open relationship, but I was like, this is like not, I am uncomfy. Like, and I'm a big sex in the city, the show fan, original run of the show. Everything after that, I don't like to talk about, but, um, and a big Samantha fan. But I was like, I cannot believe I, my mom was like, you know, I think my 16 year old sophomore in high school daughter would love this show. Like what? Mom. No. That's hilarious. No mom. I will not be funny. I laugh, but like, I also am slightly concerned that that will be me. Uh, (laughs) My, I think I'm going to be the opposite. I well, my friends always – I feel like you're kind of like that with your – like you're like usually the opposite of like whatever you were. But I feel like uh, my friends always joke that my four-year-old is going to like start an erotica like book club in high school. And I'm like I would be all about that. Like I will like give no. recommendations. I remember <laughs> – speaking of Judy Bloom, so I read Forever in seventh grade and we would pass it around like it was like precious gold because it was like – to us at the time when we're 13, it was like the dirtiest book. We're like, she gives him a hand job. Like, it was just yeah. so, like, wild to me. And then I remember somebody bringing, like, you know, those websites that have, like, it's like porn, but it's like stories, like the, like, sex stories. Someone, like, brother had, like, one printed and they would bring it to school. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? This oh is middle gosh. school, by the way. 
Um, and I'm fairly certain that's where, like, all <laughs> of my sexual knowledge came from. This did not like, happen to me in middle school. <laughs> we had very different middle school experiences. Yay, Texas public schools. Um, <laughs> I, I was in public names. school. I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name names of the public school, but, um, I mean, you know, like now they all have the TikTok and, and the social media. Okay. We were just printing stuff and passing it around. This was 1997. Okay. Like this is our best. Um, okay. So your Instagram bio says that you're never getting, this is like a very specific question that I I saw this question and I was like, what is this? I I was like, this is really specific just for me to know. All right. So your Instagram bio says never getting over the Panchenko twist. Is this a cutting edge reference? Okay. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And when I read that on your Instagram bio, I was like, well, I need to be best friends with her because nobody knows about the cutting edge. It's like such a super specific movie. I just rewatched it. It is. Okay. Rachel, if you've never seen it, it's a figure skater and a hockey. It's it's a figure skater and a hockey player. It's not spicy because it's a movie. But um, he. <laughs> but is it, do they? But it's a Roman. Yes, um, obviously, because they have I'm going to, to watch then, it. They have to set. She's like her partner. She's like real moody, and her partner quits on her, and so he so gets is hired as her in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, now I have. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I now have questions about Icebreaker. Um, I'm like, did you watch The Cutting Edge and decide to make it spicy? Because I have not put that together till just now. Okay. Everyone who's listening, this is a Cutting Edge podcast now. Go watch. Pause the podcast. I will. Go watch The Cutting Edge. Come back. Um, We'll have a discussion in the DMs. It is such an underrated movie. Like, one of my favorite movies from the... I'm a big 90s movie fan. Like, all of my favorite movies are probably from, like, 1991 to 1997. And it is so good. You have to go watch it. Um, it did you ever watch... It's... It is, it's literally, it's icebreaker. Okay. Just like, I think I like my kids are gone this afternoon and so is my husband. And so I might just like get off this podcast and go watch it. Um, have you, did you ever watch One Tree Hill? No. Okay. Cause the mom, I was about to say, Lucas's mom is an icebreaker. That was jarring to me. Like when you start to see cutting edge, (laughs) when you start to see an icebreaker, I meant cutting edge. Sorry. Um, (laughs) when you start to see like people, that's where my brain is now. When you start to see people that were like the young love interest as the parents, I'm like, this has gone to about like Rachel McAdams being yeah. the mom and are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. I'm like, oh, here we are. We're, we're there now. We're, and then I realized that the notebook came out 19 years it was ago. Freddie like, Prince mm. for me. Right? Oh, God, I love Freddie yeah, Prince Jr. so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I'm By Prince the way, Jr. shout out to yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. Shout out to them for having, know, like, the seriously. longest marriage in like, Hollywood, by the way. I love them so much. If they right? ever get divorced, I will, st- I will stop believing in love if they get if they get divorced. Yeah. That will be it for me. I will be not a love person. All right. We're so all now done. I've asked my really yeah. weird specific question. We can move on. Yeah, um, you have. Okay. So talking about hockey, let's talk about your Wildcat series. Okay. Um, you hit a lot of different tropes in this friend group. So which one – the series is not over. Uh, which one has been your favorite so far to, to tackle? So when I plotted this series, I was like – I had never done it this way before where I was like, okay, I'm going to do these sort of tropes like that I've never written before. Like 
I wanted to write different things. I kept writing mm-hmm. friends to lovers because I, that's like my default. I think it's my default brain setting. And so we <laughs> love, like, okay, we writing. love friends to lovers. So yeah. And I do too. So I was like, but I was like, I need to write some uh, different things here. Um, so the coach's daughter is probably my favorite was my favorite to write. Like mm-hmm. it was just, good fun I, I want to write another well, and I felt daughter. like the way you did it was different than I feel like I've read in a lot of other coaches daughter books yeah um because like obviously it wasn't like oh hey like you're one of my I mean it was literally I love how I mean this isn't a spoiler this isn't like a new book that was out it's like the ago, first but, couple um, chapters it's, the like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the very beginning of the book when like yeah. the party at her dad's house and he's there and she's they're just both kind of like what like yeah what's happening here um so I felt like that was kind of a creative way to introduce a coach's daughter story because I don't feel like you see it from that perspective and I did really uh appreciate the uh there was never a moment where coach was like my daughter's off limits to you and I appreciated that because I feel like sometimes when I see that I'm like "Mm, like let her live her life I hate that too I hate when it's it's or it's like a brother who does that I'm like can we not like can you let this person be a grown-ass woman yeah there's some like a protectiveness and I get that and I and I do like enjoy reading it but I thought that was different like I was kind of waiting for that to happen the whole mm-hmm. time I was reading and it never does and I liked I enjoyed that well and he's not a bad guy like a lot of times the coach's daughter falls for like the worst possible team member like the yeah. bad you know and Leo just isn't that guy so it really didn't make sense for the coach to be like you know absolutely not yeah um, okay. So you, you seem to really enjoy kind of like that found family angle. Um, obviously like the characters have their own families or unhappy families and the teams, but the team themselves become such a family. And I feel like, especially in wild about you, um, with Tyler's sister and just like that whole thing. And then the team kind of almost become like surrogate brothers to her. Like everyone kind of almost like comes in to like raise her in a way. Um, uh, what kind of drew you to that kind of topic or that storyline, like that kind of secondary storyline of the story, yeah. which is like really just that, about like, her. It it has to be like, I, I thought about this and I, because I've written a lot of, like every time I go to write a book, it ends up being like this big friend group. And I really love that sense of mm-hmm. like friends as family. So I think, but I think it's because when I was growing up, um, I, you know, small town, Missouri, um, my mom was one of seven or eight. So I had a lot of aunts and uncles, um, lots of cousins. And then I moved away. Like I mm-hmm. moved away and, you know, right after college and I've never lived in my hometown again. And so mm-hmm. I think it's that sense of like, I had that like family as a kid. And then as I've gotten older, I've had to rely on my friends to be that sort mm-hmm. of you know, I mean, I still see my family, but it's not the same. So I think for yeah. me, it, I think it was a way for me to write like what what I knew with what my life is now. If that makes sense. It's Our honestly, friend group calls it family. Yeah, yeah, love that. We text each other. We'd be like the family. My friend, my girlfriends, and I like to think that we're sister wives, and we just like raise each other's kids yeah. together because it's hard. And like, <laughs> I, it's funny, like kind of on that topic. Like, I never thought I would be one to like if I see somebody's kid like doing something unsafe or like 
doing something like naughty in a way to kind of like, or even like if they're sad, like comforting them. But like when it's your friend's kids or like your friend's family, like especially if it's a close friend, you kind of like feel that. And I just, I love so much in that book, the way that all the players just like really um, like help her and like, and they all bring something different, right? Like they're all, it's not just like they're all these big brothers. It's like, let's hang out and watch a movie. Like, let me help you with your schoolwork. It's like all very different. And I really I love it so much. It I was, think introducing, like, and it kind of lends its, like, hockey team, any kind of sports team kind of lends itself to that, like, found family trope anyway. But I think it also brings in really good, like, uh, character dynamics between, mm-hmm. like, people. Kind of like you were talking about, they're all different things for each other. And it's mm-hmm. fun to see that play out. And this isn't one of the questions we had. How many is um, – Will your next wild book be your last one in that series? Or how many are you planning to do? Are you able to say? No. So the Wildcat series is really interesting to me, just like from an author business standpoint, because it is the book. That series is the series that I, that people email me about, that they tag me in things about. I love about, it so much. That they ask, so you know, that much. I get asked about in interviews, that at book signings, that's, always the like most pre-ordered books are always from that series but it doesn't sell as well just like frankly like it doesn't sell as well as my other stuff and so I I honestly I had planned to stop writing it because it just didn't Mm -hmm. seem like it was you know hitting and then when I released the third book it felt like oh it like kind of picked up and then like I was getting tagged in more and more and I was like Maybe like I don't I don't understand what's happening. I mean, that's here. how I discovered you. I discovered you from those books, and um, probably just yeah. because, as we've talked about on other episodes, like book talk will just like feed you. Like if you're a reader, that's going to be your whole feed. Like you're if yeah. you're following authors and you're following other book talkers, like obviously you're going to get shown that. And it just like popped in, up into my feed one day, and I was like, "Tell me less, hockey romance." Like I'm in, <laughs> and I yeah. I read it, and I went through those three books in like a week. I mean, I read yeah, them so fast. I loved them so much. And then I like went to your website and I was like, oh my God, there's so, there's so many books. Like, <laughs> I was so excited. And I love that. We've talked before, like nothing is worse to me than finding an author you love, reading a book and realizing it's the only one they have. I'm like, yeah, what? right. It's like finding a TV show when it first starts and you want to binge yeah. it. Like my dad now will not watch a show until he can binge like several seasons. And yeah. Andrew and I are kind of that way because I'm like, I don't want to just watch, like, we're all spoiled. I can't watch one episode of the show spoiled. at a time now. I need to watch, like, 50. I need, Yeah. it reminds me of, like, when we started Orange is the New Black. This is, like, very off topic really quick. But it had been out for, like, a long time. And I think we had, like, a snow day or, like, an ice day here. And Andrew and I decided to watch it. And we watched an entire season in one day. And this was pre-kids, obviously, because. <laughs> I know. I was like, that would not be my life now. Um but to me, no. it's like, I'm like that with book series. Like I, if I love a book, I want there to be so many of them. Like I want to just yeah. like read every single story I possibly can. And I get like really sad when book series end. So please I them. really want, um, uh, I'm ready to read about Ash. I love him. So, oh, so I, I didn't answer that question. The end of that. Sorry. The, it's, it's five books at least. Um, I had plotted it for five books and I have an idea for, a sixth one. Um, I had after, I I wasn't sure if I was going to continue writing it, but then after going to book signings and talking to people, I was like, okay, like, 
and I love them. So I was like, I'm going to at least see this out. So it, it will be at least five books. Um, and that's also why I was wait like, you know, I was like, I can't publish these back to back. This is just like, you know, people don't, this isn't what people want. Like they want other, mm-hmm. but then people are like, wait, it doesn't come out for a year. I know. So I, swear after- to God, I went into like an emotional state about it. I was like, January is so far away. Like, <laughs> so sorry. Well, you'll be happy to know the plan is to release it at the end of this year, not next year. Um, I just want to make sure I can get it done. Like I'm, I'm going to start writing it. Um, next week is I'll be at book bonanza. And the week after that I start writing it. So assuming I'm going to be around the corner from us. Book bonanza is here. We are here. It's 20 minutes from where we live. Oh, that's so nice. Are we going? We will. No. no, Will we go camp outside of it and try to like wave to people? Like I could probably make possibly. Um, uh, I kind of just want to go like, be near it and be like, who wants to hang out and get We should just go to me? lunch at the Gaylord sometime. We might. And just we might just go to lunch at the Gaylord and just be like, <laughs> if like you're anybody around who's here, and come you say come hi. Nobody hangs out at that bar when you first walk in that's like on the left. We so like should go. In. Rachel, Neely, we should go to the bar. We'll talk about it. We We're going to do it. We okay. Do that. okay. If we do, I'm going to message <laughs> right. you, Rebecca. Um, okay. Yes. So do you have a character that you've written that was like especially difficult to write in any of your books? Like not necessarily a whole story, but just like a character that just like you felt was like a challenge. Um, anytime that like there is someone like a side character that, well, okay. So, um, Tyler and Everly's mom was hard for me to write. Anybody that is like mean or like, makes decisions that I <laughs> can't wrap my brain around, but mm-hmm. no happens. It's she hard stressed for me. me out. She stressed yeah. me out a lot. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to lean into those book. sometimes. Yeah. It's actually my okay. favorite of the three. So I love really? that book so I, much. Mm-hmm. I just, I, like I just love that. their story. I love us. So it's a second chance romance and I mm-hmm. love a second chance. Neely romance. goes apeshit for that. So yeah. much. I love them, especially <laughs> when they're like high school romance, second chance, like, and then they fi- refine each other as adults. I'm like, mm-hmm. give it to me. Um, and I think that's why <laughs> I probably, I mean, I love them all, but like, I know that like with anybody, it's like you're reading a series, like there's specific tropes that you kind of like gravitate just, more like, towards. Yeah, in childhood, sure. anything to lovers is like my favorite yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, yes, so. I like it too. Okay, so you have had a super active, have had and are having a very active publishing year this year, 2023. Um, What does, do you feel like that's something like you're going to keep, like, it's just like, are you in the momentum now? Is 2024 (laughs) going to look the same? Or do you feel like you're going to like have to take a step back? What does that look like? And like, I don't understand... I mean, it's your full-time job. <laughs> like, y'all are publishing so many books. And we've talked to so many authors lately that are just, like, But I love it. I don't want books. an author who's writing oh, one book They are not years. complaining about it. <laughs> I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, publishing once a quarter, basically, is, is feels good to me. Like, that is a mm-hmm. nice, um, steady pace. The only thing that gets a little bit tricky is traveling for, yeah. like, book signings are back with a vengeance and Mm -hmm. I want to go to them. I want to talk to people. It's super inspiring to me to hear, you know, how people connect with the characters and the books. So I want to make time for that, but it it takes time out. But yeah, so many book events, like even like, like this book, I had no idea there were so many like 
so blog, like bloggers, we have like blog conferences and we actually had one at the Gaylord um, that I went to and they haven't really happened as much in the last few years, but I'm like, oh my God, there are so many book events and Rachel and I want to travel and go to all of them. Um, just, I like, know. I'm like, we're just going to like go to them and sit no, at the bar. Apparently. We need to get some major sponsors for the podcast and then we're just going to shout out to Southwest Airlines, fly us to book conferences. Yeah. If you want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. yeah. Aim high, guys. I feel like that. Aim I mean, high. Yeah, I feel I, – I, let me let me tell you about how I feel good about you uh, publishing once a quarter. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but, like, as a reader, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds it's nice. Like, I more like than that. that. I could I, – like, I can write fairly fast. It takes about two months for me to write a book and then a couple more months for all the editing and everything else. Yeah. But the promoting of it is mm-hmm. time-consuming, especially now with – like social media and TikTok and all the things. Do you have somebody that like helps with your TikTok videos and things like that? I don't. I actually posted this morning for the first time in like maybe a year. Like um, I do have someone that helps me with graphics like on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I spend more time Mm -hmm. over there. Um, Yeah. So I have somebody that helps me a little bit, but it's still, it's just time consuming. I feel you. It is. I feel like social media and it's hard because you feel like you need to be everywhere and like dipping your toes into like everything. And it does get time consuming. Like, I mean, it just, it's hard to do all the things and be all the places and then still like be a mom and be a wife and do this and do that. Like it's just, there's a lot happening. We talked with uh, reading with Ken's last night. She's a book talker, book streamer. And we had her on the show. Her episode will be airing later. Um, But it was really interesting to talk to her about it because Neely and I both kind of are like are in the social media space or like have been in the past. And it is very time consuming. And just like she puts out a lot of content and like she I'm puts like, out like several videos a day and I'm like I feel really good about myself if I post like five a month like I'm like that was a yeah. great month for me because I one I'm just like video is really hard for me um at my elder millennial age it's just like I feel like maybe some pe- <laughs> but I also feel like some people just like get it quicker like I video is just not something that comes natural to me so like yeah. anytime I make one it takes so much longer than it probably takes a lot of people um but I'm so impressed with anybody who can put like one out a day. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Cause like, yeah, just, like, not my you have to like find all the, like with all these like aesthetic videos that Neely loves and you have to find all I the do. pictures I that go aesthetic. with it. And it's like very time consuming. So speaking of that, the aesthetic is, blow my mind. this is blow okay. My mind. So this is a question we we're going to ask later, but um, now that we're on the subject, how has like book talk and bookstagram like changed things for you? I mean, it's definitely made me more aware of what readers like and don't mm-hmm. like um, about my books. Um, and I think it's it's opened up more, like I get more message. Like I think it feels more personal now. People feel mm-hmm. more like they can reach out to me or whatever, which is super fun, um, mostly. Um, <laughs> You're like, depending. Hopefully, it's mostly. Hopefully don't be mostly. assholes, guys. We have talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Don't go be assholes to people on the internet, okay? Like, it's just not cool. I, it's one of my bigger pet peeves. Like, we got a one-star review for our podcast with, like, no note. And I'm like, like, why? Like, what? why do people need to do that? It's like one-star book reviews. Like, you can just, yeah. like, move on. Like, you don't have to go be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Just move it's on with like your one life. Of my it's like the passive-aggressive emails for yeah. me yeah and I, I always want to be like, like did you write a book yeah 
people need to stop. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I, but how has book talk? I, I really like, want book talk to like be a happy thing. Yeah, we like we like our book talk to be happy. But like, how has it changed for you things yeah. for you in the way of like people finding you? Like, like when when did you publish your first book? Like what year? Because I'm trying to like two thousand. 2000, late 2017, maybe? Okay, so, like, pre-TikTok. So, like, when I feel yeah. like book talk, like, especially in the last year, I feel like book talk has just, like, exploded, and it's just, like, such a big thing now. Do you feel like you have, like, a whole new audience just, like, finding you and, like, finding your series because of that? Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit of a slow burn for me, and it kind of comes in waves. Um, I'm not in Kindle Unlimited, and I think that in some ways – a lot of those, a lot of the new readers, that's what they're looking for because they're like consuming so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously they, most people will buy a book if they like really want to read it, but I do think that has made it a little bit of a, Oh, I bought all the wildcat where... books. I bought all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I will buy. I okay. So can I ask about them. that though? Cause I was really into like, what, what makes you decide to like include, uh, be included or not? Cause I am kind of like always curious about like what, goes into deciding if you're going to be on Kindle Unlimited or not. It's just an exclusivity thing and okay. you can't be anywhere else. And the reason that I, I am not, I mean, some, I've moved some of my books over there now, but um, you know, do you remember a few years ago? I mean, they're still out there, but all these reading apps came about like Radish and Kiss and all these things. I sold um, the rights to a couple of books to those reading apps. And so I just, yeah. I could visit, I just cannot have those books um, anywhere else. And so um, it's just, yeah, it's just hard. There are opportunities other places and yeah. sometimes you have to like decide. It's probably like a catch 22, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. if you do it, yes, you might have more people reading them, but you can't do it anywhere else. But if you don't do it, you're probably like, well, shit, are people not going to read it? Because they're paying for Kindle yeah. Unlimited. Because I'm a huge fan of subscription services. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure but I feel like as like an that, author, so, it just must yeah, be yeah. so, like, challenging to kind of decide, like, what you're going to do just because you don't know. Yeah. Like, you never know. In hindsight, it's 2020, right? So, like, you never know, like, which is going to be the yeah. best path for Where the market's going to go or whatever. And, like... Well, I am here to say, and Neely will say the same thing, that Rebecca's books are worth the I bought all of them and I will continue to buy them. I have zero problem with it. I will always, I will always buy a book. Like, especially if I buy the first one and like it, like I'm all about supporting authors. I I'm very anti-piracy in any way, shape or form, especially books, especially books. It just, it gives me the ick. I hate everything about it. Um, but if you're one to be like, Oh, I just do Kindle unlimited. These are worth they're worth it. They're worth for sure. For the, sure. And you can get the them money. in libraries too. Like that's one yeah. of the nice things about not yeah. being on Amazon. I've wondered about that too, because yes. I'm not a big, I do libraries for my kids. I do not check out library books for myself because I'm a, well, I know you can do them like on apps too. I'm just not a big physical book person. I'm a Kindle person because I'm just going and doing, and I don't always have I also don't carry a purse. I carry like a very small little thing. So I just like can't shove a book in there. Um, but it is nice though to like be able to check them out on. Yes. Like but even if you do it on. Um, we're Kindle. getting Liam a library card because Liam got to start going to library in elementary school this year. And he's like obsessed with 
just like the whole yeah. world of library books and it like blew his mind that you could like because you know our kids aren't growing up in the way of blockbusters so like they don't know about know. renting anything <laughs> Um, they're true. not even like I was explaining to Liam the other day that when Netflix started, you rented DVDs from it. Like you literally, mm-hmm. they came in the mail. And was he like, them. what's a DVD? That well, no. So we yeah. on our vacation, the house we stayed at, the Airbnb had like a whole like like every Disney movie ever on DVD. And he's like, I we're like we have Disney Plus. Like you can, it's the yeah. same. Movie, <laughs> you can watch okay? these movies. Like, <laughs> like Cinderella here and Cinderella there is the same Cinderella. There's not same. a different story. Yeah. But, like, he was – I was, like, it wasn't just, like, all this stuff that you just had. And I feel like Kindle Unlimited, in a way, is, like, spoiling us because it's, like, any book you want to read, it's right there. And you can get it any time. And, like, even ordering a book, you're, like, I have to wait two days for this to come. Which is why I like Kindle because even if I order it, it comes right to the phone. it's right there. Okay, do you see yourself uh, kind of always writing sports or do you feel like you'll venture into, like, other subgenres or – what, what does that kind of look like for you? Well, I'd like to be able to write, like I, for a while felt like I was going to be writing college sports romance forever, but yeah. that was part of the but reason we love I wanted it. to write. We love it. it. We love yeah. college. Yeah. I so love college. The reason I wanted to read, write Wildcat was because it was a little bit older, like a yeah. tiny bit yeah. different. I think I will always write things that are sort of either new adult or sports adjacent like um Mm -hmm. so tempting the player the book that i just finished writing like it's not really a sports romance i mean he is a hero like the hero used to play a sport like Mm -hmm. that's as close as it gets kind of thing um and i still really enjoyed that so i think i'll do more things like that where it's like not always you know yeah a team of hockey players or whatever, but yeah. I do love a, I love a jock hero. So Same. I imagine I will still write a bunch of it's those. It's probably because I've never dated an athlete. So I just like, don't even know what that's, I wonder, I honestly wonder if that's why it's so appealing to me because I've just literally never dated an athlete. So I don't know anything One time on the it. podcast, I said, Brian was not an athlete and he listened, my husband and he listens to the podcast and he got mad about that. So I have definitely dated an athlete. <laughs> So it's funny game for those who I, can't see. <laughs> I dated college baseball players, um, but no other, no other. That's not true. I dated a college football player as well, but oh. I went to such a small school where it was like not a thing. Like, mm. like you're, you're like you I know, was like, like Alabama, they like D one athletes. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not like yeah. a Southern SEC school where it's like the football players yeah. are treated right. like you know, royalty. royalty. Like every time I read one of these yeah. books, not one of yours, but just in general, and it's hockey players treated like royalty on campus. I'm like, see, we live in the South What's and that's that just like, like yeah, not a thing here. That. I don't even know if colleges yeah. down here have hockey teams. They might, someone can tell me. Um, I had to Google if the frozen four was a thing. I was like, what, what is this? Because like, did they make this up for the book. <laughs> I wondered. And then I didn't know what a hat trick was. We had to Google it. Um, and like, yeah, I was like, no, no, this is what it is. And then we Googled it just to be sure. <laughs> we had to be sure the thing we're going to, we'll do a whole episode eventually about all the shit we've Googled whilst for real. Yeah. Um, but I love that. it's so funny to me because I'm like reading these books and I'm like, see here, it would be like the quarterback because the football teams at the big colleges down here are like, that's all people talk about. Like even like, yeah. I guess a little bit of basketball, but like 
like the, the school's baseball team could win a championship and I would never know because no one gives a shit except the people <laughs> on those teams. Except my like, college, my college's team is in the, uh, the, whatever the college world series or whatever it's called. See, I didn't uh, even know that. Right now. And I know about that. Yeah, it's true. I it's should true. know because I'm, it's not like I'm a sports girly star. now. Okay. I know <laughs> it's very close to us. Um, okay. You talked about Kennedy Ryan inspiring you. What other, or are there any other authors that kind of inspired you or, or continue to inspire you now? And Judy sure. Bloom, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel Van Dyken and A.L. Jackson were like the first two that sort of, you know, helped me figure out what I wanted my author career to look like and just taught me all the things. So those two for sure. Um, and, you know, like I'm a fangirl just like, you know, everyone else. You can say just like us. We are. We're fangirls. It's fine. You can say I'm a fangirl just like you. <laughs> just we're like fangirls. you guys. Anytime um, I talk to an author, I'm like, I can't believe you're sitting here having a conversation with me. Like, it's just like blowing yeah, my so mind. like I, um, Lauren Asher is my favorite to shout out because um, I, I like to think that I'm super special because I read like. I read her books before she was like. We should have asked you that yeah. rapid fire question that well, we no, asked I read, last night. I saw the cover yeah. of her very first book and I was like, mm. hmm. And then I opened it up and I read the first page in Kindle and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I just like had those feelings where you're like, I haven't read The it. Dreamland Billionaires yet, but I really, that's like super high she, on my list. You of really need to. I'm, a, I'm literally opened, I downloaded Throttled this morning so that's my next yes read. i need i want to enter my read that first page oh it's I like i haven't even my, read the first page yet i'm so excited i want to enter my um formula one era of life i'm yeah I, i'm i'm still in my small town cowboy romance era but um that is a point. good one yeah elsie silver is another i, I am have been, you read currently been her i have not because so i got stuck on daddy cade and I never want to leave Daddy Cade. See? And I'm not even a big, See? I'm not even a big single dad usually. It's not, that's Cade. the one. When I talk about the dad with the nanny, that's the one that got me where I was like, I do like this trope. I will tell you Reckless yeah. is my, like Heartless is it? has a soft spot in my yeah. heart. And I would say I, nothing was ever going to top that. And then I read Reckless and I was like, mm, JK. Yeah, uh, I have been very excited for Theo. I was really glad that she was going to oh give him God, a book. So but I have good. not listened to the third one. So I need to finish that one first. I, I have to do series in order. I cannot. No, I know. Well, I yeah. accidentally. Neely does them out of order all the time. No. <laughs> purely an accident one time. Um, yeah, not on purpose. Didn't know yeah. it was part yeah. of Neely series. just picks up books and, re- and is like, oh, this sounds good and starts reading them. And she's like, wait, this is a series. <laughs> yeah. And then I read it again in order and it was it was fine. Um, well, when they're standalone series, like you could definitely read Elsie's books out of order it just with character development it always helps to read them. i mean it's the yeah. same with wildcat right like you could you could read them out of order like it's not a continuation yeah. but it will make more sense to you in the way of character development if you read them in order if you read them um, in order yeah, but yeah. like if you're just like really anti a certain kind of trope which i think right like some, not for wildcat but like some people just like really might not be into the nanny and the single dad right. first of all you're wrong second of all yeah read it um do you okay what is so switching gears a little bit off of your books um what is a book that's coming out this summer or like a book on your summer reading list that you're just like dying to dive into 
Oh, I have so many, so many. So I always have one book on ebook, one paperback and one audio that I'm doing like, I'm because I just never know. I Are never know what reader? I'm going to be in the mood for. Am I a what? I said, yeah, you're a mood reader. Like, you I, Yes, I'm absolutely a mood reader. But I also like to find a world and stay in it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm currently way. binging. So, well, so I'm doing the YA fantasy um, paperback, the, the Kira Cast series, mm-hmm. section series. Um, and um, on audiobook, I'm listening to Samantha Young's... Um, on London, on Dublin Street, like that whole series. Have you guys read those? Mm-hmm. They're a little bit older. They're so good. Scottish heroes. Um, mm. She's just do they so have good. accents in the audio. Do and I, will I thought listen to that audio. <laughs> I thought it would be distracting, but it is not. I am here yeah. for it. Um, so those are like my two that I'm focusing on right now, and then I, Elsie is my next. Like after I finish those, I got I listen to hers in audio. Um, so I'm gonna have you read finish. her like off to the races books? I have not. I haven't either, but I I read the Chestnut Springs first, and off to the races is like sort of related because it's like one of them is their sister, and like like they're kind of like oh, okay. it's almost I think in a way like L Kennedy, like the Briar U and the Off Campus, or like different kind of groups, in the but same like universe. in the same yeah. universe, that's yeah. what these are. But I know that once I start one, I'm going to want to read all of them. And I think there's maybe like four or five of them. And I'm like, yeah. I got to like, I need well, to read some of the one-offs first and then I'll go back. Yeah. I know you're deep in like, uh, you spend a lot of, uh, getting four books out a year, you're spending a lot of time deep in like writing and editing. But what are, what have some of, uh, some of your favorite books that you've read so far this year? Ooh, so the two that have probably stuck with me the most this year, I haven't read a ton. Like I would say maybe I've read 30 books this year. Like it's not a ton, um, but heart heartless. So mm-hmm. is, is up there. Um, and then uh, happy place by Emily Henry, which it's I did on- not think was going to be for me, but it has really stuck with me. Like it's been like a month it's now. It's on both of our lists to read. Thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. It was different than I expected. Um, I saw all these videos of people crying while they were reading mm-hmm. it and I was like, oh no, because I do, I, I, I want happy. Give me happy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that cover is so happy. You're like, it says um, happy place. Don't it's lie. It's called happy place. But I didn't cry. I mean, it is like a little bit emotional. I can see why people cried. But um, anyway, those are probably the two that are like, have stuck with me the most this year, but I've read a lot of good ones. I finished fourth wing recently. I did. Enjoy Every that. episode. I swear. There's not one it's of this podcast. There's not one episode of this podcast in the past like month and a half that we've recorded where someone hasn't been like, I recently read Forest Wing. Um, yeah. It's not my vibe. And Rachel, Rachel has a freak it. out because same. Rachel's like, this is my entire personality now. <laughs> this is a Forest Wing is. podcast. Like, um, okay, talk about like not not a daddy, but a zaddy. We love right. to see it. <laughs> so, um, I am good friends with Catherine Cowles and she loves, you know, fantasy and paranormal and like she, she is here for it. And she read that book first and she was like, stop everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. I need you to read it because I need to talk about it. Like, yeah. Fine. We had uh, one of our you? author friends, Diana Elliott Graham, uh, actually is the one who texted me and was like, stop what you're doing. Read this book. And I, 
I'm obsessed. So yeah, Rachel did like a live reaction video to like finishing the book, and it's really yeah. funny. If you just need to laugh, because um, <laughs> I laugh. I know I know nothing about it, but your facial expressions while you're reading this book were like everything to me. Because I am not one like if I'm reading a book other than the threesome that I read yesterday where I didn't see it coming and I was like. It was in the same book as the cancer plot line, and there was just like a lot of things happening in that book. And, it's a lot happening. Um, I know. <laughs> Rebecca's like, after the podcast, can you let me know what book this is? Like, I'm yeah. curious. Um, it was. Let me just. I think we should clarify that she did not have a threesome while she had cancer. No, um, it was earlier in the book. Yeah. Uh, I gave it five stars, though. It was uh, the Hearts We Break by Caitlin Taylor. If you haven't read any of her books, her her series is really good. They're just all very emotional. Um, but spoilies um but yeah <laughs> yeah the threesome I was like that's the only time I probably had like a really distinct facial expression while I'm reading a book and Andrew was like what's happening over there and I, was I like, just have like I don't know if you can tell this about me but I am very expressive on my face and like not purposefully at all and so I will be like sitting on the couch reading something and Brian's like what is happening right now and I'm like <laughs> I can't talk to you like I will I, if I have to explain this to you I'm gonna have to close my books and take me 20 minutes to explain to you why my face looks like this and then by that point you're not gonna care anymore so. yeah um so okay so you said some of your favorite books that you've read this year but like if somebody said like if you're giving somebody a recommendation what is your have to read book that you tell everybody to read have to this is always um, the question most, we ask our authors my most recommended book is Daisy Jones and the Six an audio. The audio, audio is okay. 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 I'm not an audiobook person. I actually, that's the one I listen to. So Robin Lee, who's, um, have you read the idea of you by Robin Lee? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have Robin coming on the podcast in a couple weeks. I'm obsessed with the idea of you. It's like one of my all time favorite books. Uh, I have it up there. Obsessed with it. Rachel hasn't read it yet. And I'm like, you're going to go on a journey. It is. It that's was so probably good. the first. Mad that there's no follow up. Um, it was <laughs> probably the first like smutty book that I really read where I was like, uh, like wh- what is happening? And then I just wanted to travel the world having sex in exotic locations. Um, Cause like yeah. who doesn't, but that book yeah. will make you. Um, but she's in the, she's one of the um, voiceovers. I like can't narrators. Voice. Yeah. She's voice one of the narrators. Yeah. Thank you for, thank yeah. you. Um, but unpopular opinion that is like my least favorite Taylor Jenkins read book. <laughs> um, just yeah. I mean, I haven't read all of her books. Um, her first four are the best. And maybe her I first four are the best. Maybe, which one is? Her first four books. She li- we like the, which first, are, oh, the yeah. first four. The first four and the most recent four are like, it's almost it's as if totally they're written by different. two completely different authors. And I really found, I read her first two books on my honeymoon in 2014 and then I read her others like as they came out because those are the only two that were out yet. And when I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is I feel like her first book that really like blew up, I was like, this is not what you usually write. The and same. Yeah. The yeah. same as what I've been reading. I have a um, like, like I'm very like, res- like I know that authors like always have to switch gears. But when somebody like completely switches gears, I'm like, no, 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 no. I like it just threw you off go back yeah. and do those things. Um, I have heard so many good things about the Daisy Jones audio though. It is uh, a really good, it's like, like a very enjoyable audiobook to read. And the show is there's multiple, is there multiple uh, yes. narrators? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cast. It's, it's like old, a cast. sort of like 
it's told like they're being interviewed, which mm-hmm. is like they okay. are. I mean, but yeah. so it's like. I know. Yeah. I need to watch the show too. I haven't. I had started. Any of that, I actually like my listened mom, to the audiobook because I started the book and I did. I was going to DNF it. And then somebody told me to listen to the audiobook, And I was like, I still don't really like it, but I'm having more fun. So. But we appreciate the audio. Okay, the so other thing that we always do. Books, read that one and then you'll like it because you won't know what our other stuff is. Yeah, like. yeah that's exactly. true. And I do feel like the people who love the most recent four like probably haven't read the first four because they really didn't blow up as much. Um, but yeah, they're I just much more in the romance genre. They're more romance. The they're four. more yeah. emotional. I, would, I wouldn't say they're more emotional because I feel like all of her books definitely have an emotional element. They're just, yeah, you know, it's just it's just a very different vibe. Um, but I still really appreciate all of her books and I'm like thrilled for her that she's blown up as much as she has. We, sure. we just, we love, we love that people are reading in general in life. So, um, something we do, we end in a rapid fire, this or that kind of thing. It's just it's, okay. it's four questions. Um, so I will start, um, second chance romance or fake marriage. Fake marriage. Oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, Sunday brunch or Saturday night dinner? Sunday brunch. Ugh, Same. Makes me I, – I, my answer would have been different 10 years ago. but I think ugh. all of our answers would have been different 10 <laughs> years ago. I mean, I definitely – like my friends and I all talk about the fact that we much preferred like doing a fun brunch, drunk brunch, coming a home. good – Boozy friend good brunch. brunch hits. It hits. It hits. Do you know why? Because you still go to bed at the same time. Because you can still go home and get to bed early. Like, my favorite thing is to, like, my kids go to bed early. They go to bed at 6.30. It's, like, go out with my girlfriends at, like, noon and come home at 7. And my kids are asleep. And it's basically just like I've done. No parenting. This is a long-ass brunch need. So my girlfriends and I I do what we call dadder days, which is where the dads take over on a Saturday. And we will, like, go have a super long brunch. We might go like shop around for a little bit. We'll go get yeah. drinks and apps somewhere else. And we just That's like, and then we go home at like 6.37. Their kids are probably yeah. still up. Mine are not. Um, so I, yeah. I mostly just plan yeah. this around when my kids go to bed. And then I'm yeah. like, but then you're going to bed. The problem with late dinners now is that we're all have, we all have kids and we have to get up and adult. And when you get home yeah. at midnight or one, or you go to bed, your whole next day is ruined. Cause you feel like dog shit from not yeah. only the alcohol, but, Lack of sleep. Okay. Uh, Speaking of champagne or wine. Ooh, I mean, I drink wine more often, but I love champagne. It's just, it's, we were talking about this earlier. It's so happy. It's so happy. It's so happy. It will kill you. I love all things happy, which is probably no surprise. (laughs) Um, I mean, champagne will mess you up, but it's good. (laughs) For sure. All right. Last one. Movie night at Tyler's or party with Leo. That's so hard. Rapid fire, rapid fire. I'm going to say movie because I could invite all the rest of them to come over. Exactly. That's a good, that's, that's a good one. Um, Okay. So something (laughs) new-ish that we do, we say this every episode, it's really not new anymore, um, is we like to, we like to read a reader review of the podcast. um, And if you want to hear yours read, you have to leave us one. You can DM it to us. You can comment on one of our posts. You can do it on Apple or, well, can't on, I can't read Spotify have like red reviews. I can only see our star rating. I don't even no, know. What's you can only on star Spotify. on Spotify. Um, okay. But on Apple so, podcast, you can go review. Yes. Go, go leave us a note. Um, it says, love this podcast, such fun banter. And my TBR list just keeps getting longer and longer each episode. Having authors come on is just chef's kiss. 
So uh, this username was super long, so I'm not going to read it, but it was KKP123 and then a whole bunch of other uh, letters and numbers. But thank you, KKP123. Uh, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was like an uh, auto-generated username is what it was. Which is fine. Is um, but if you left that, we appreciate you and your review. Um, yeah. and, and please come review us. We It helps so much. It helps people it find us. We're newly rated on U.S. Apple Podcasts, we're 227 under books. We would love to be 226. So if you yeah, be great. tell your Next friends week, about us. And one up. Yes. Um, and, and then in several years, we'll be number one. It's going to happen, guys. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to be, we're going to break that one spot in books. I mean, yeah. probably not. All right, but. Rebecca, the last thing we do to wrap up the podcast is we whore ourselves out. So where can people find you? Um, they can find me mostly on Instagram if they want to like chat with me or see what I'm up to. Um, I also have a website. I'm on Facebook. I sometimes will check it. Um, uh, it's really I how we're all about Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I occasionally go to TikTok. Um, but I love that people talk about the books there. And then and of we'll course, link your, everywhere. we'll link all of them below, but what is your yeah. uh, username for people looking for you? Oh, Rebecca Jinchak. Pretty much everywhere. Perfect. Yeah, real um, original. It's fine. I we're all there except me. Yeah, <laughs> my TikTok issue, but um, yeah. <laughs> you can find our podcast at Smut Show Podcast. We're super active on Instagram. We're trying on Facebook. One day we'll make a TikTok. But find us and come hang out with us. Um, we have we always have every single book that we have talked about linked in our show notes. So you can find it there and um, you can find me everywhere at Neelykins except on TikTok where I'm at books and bar. And you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. And thank you, Rebecca, so much for coming on and chatting with us. We've seriously had the best time. Um, please go read all of her books and I tell you they're worth the money. So go buy them. Um, yes, absolutely. And she has so many more coming out soon. So you need to hop on these series because they're excellent. Yeah. But we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Bye.